Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 98 O sing to the Lord a new song, for she has done marvelous things. Her right hand and her holy arm have gotten her victory. The Lord has made known her victory. She has revealed her vindication in the sight of the nations. She has remembered her steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with a lyre, with a lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar in all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the flood clap their hands. Let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord, for she is coming to judge the earth. She will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Isaiah chapter 42, verses 5 through 9. Thus says the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people upon it, and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you. I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. See, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Therefore, they sp- or before they sp- spring forth, I tell you of them. Acts chapter 10 Verses 34 through 43. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God knows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message you sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. How he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did both in Judea and Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses, and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and of the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Good morning and welcome to the fifth Friday of Easter. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Imesville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 98, Isaiah 42, and Acts 10. 
and the um, the readings are are not too long and not too short. Um, and there are two things that stood out to me. And the the one, um, the very ending of the passage from Isaiah says, "Before these new things that come to pass, um, before they spring forth, I tell you of them." Um, and this is God speaking through Isaiah. Um, the the Hebrew word for prophet, Navim, uh, literally means a voice or the, the mouth of God. And um, so God is saying, look, you know, there, I don't keep any surprises from you. Um, it draws to my mind that Jesus has said that he doesn't call us um, servants, but he calls us friends. And he doesn't keep anything from us. Um, he does say that he doesn't know the, the day or the time of, uh, of the final judgment, but everything else he tells us. Um, and this kind of goes into what I think uh, a kind of pragmatic view of prophecy has to offer the church. Um, too often we think of prophecy as this like, or, or prophets as this like fortune-telling, you know, cult of personality kind of thing. Like, um, yeah, they're supposed to tell the future. And that has value, and so they try and lord it over people. Um, but the prophets, they never saw the future. They did see visions. Um, but what they did was something more akin to seeing a baby at the top of the stairs and pointing up and saying, that baby's going to fall unless you do something. It's more like stating the obvious. Like, if Israel continues to do injustice, um, A, the covenant that God made with you is void because you're breaking it uh, and B you're going to see calamity um, you know the CIA I remember um, this uh, the fog of war I think the CIA calls it blowback when you do something stupid um, people are going to find out or you know the opposing government is going to do something like it's the chickens coming home to roost Um and so the prophets aren't some magical, mystical, um, you know, fortune tellers. They're people who are empowered by God to state the obvious. Um, look, we as a people are bound by this covenant that Abraham made, that Isaac, Jacob, Moses made. Um, and if we want to continue to prosper, we need to abide by that. Um, if you want to continue to exploit the poor, ignore the Sabbath and ignore the Jubilee and all the rest, then there's going to be consequences. There's always consequences. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, that's why I think it's important to remember this you know, very last line from this passage of Isaiah. The former things have come to pass and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. There's no surprises with God. Um, I remember... God, I used to, the thing I hated the most about field training exercises is that, is when you didn't know what was going on. You were just told to pack up and <coughs> you just had to kind of trust that um, things are going to be okay and that you weren't going to stay out for like a month at a time and you just did what you're told and kind of sort of held your breath and hoped for the best. Um, and that's precisely what God doesn't do. God is open and forthright and transparent. Um, there's some things that 
that we cannot know, like I mentioned earlier, the day of judgment. Um, but in Jesus, we see everything that God is about. Um, what God is about is <clears throat> really clear. There's no, there's no secrets. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's uh, hopefully a word of encouragement to those who are who are unsure about what the future holds and um, you know kind of anxious about um, you know when what who knows what and when and how can we use it to our advantage uh, you know God tells us everything um, there's there's no there's no secrets between friends so to speak um, and that <clears throat> that kind of that line and that you know, kind of reflection stands in contrast to um, Peter speaking to Cornelius in Acts 10. And he kind of, he goes this, you know, retells the story basically. And the, I have this highlighted in my old Bible. Um, they put him to death by hanging him on a tree. And that's only, that's only partially right. It should be we. Um, there are plenty of, of, you know, if we think of, the story of Israel as being inseparable uh, from Jesus and his ministry. It's a we. Peter's Jewish. Uh, the apostles, you know, they didn't they didn't literally string him up on a tree, um, but they they um, they allowed it to happen. Their silence empowered um, those who would do it. Um, and I think it's. I think it's too easy to push off these things that um, that we don't want to take responsibility for, and say that somebody else did them. I mean, Peter's the one who who denied him three times, and who was told he would deny him because, again, there's no secrets between friends. Jesus said, "You're going to deny me," and Peter's like, "What? What? No, no, not me." And then he does it. And he still has the audacity to say that they did this. Um, the you know the, the maybe the closest you could come is like John and Mary, because the if we believe John's gospel, he's standing at the foot of the cross. Um, and the this is important, I think, um, not just in contrast to the earlier one that that it's people that keep secrets. It's people that set up barriers, not not God. Um, it's important because <clears throat> uh, it's too easy um, in you know kind of church culture to say you know they crucified God right or they crucified Jesus. We were in the crowd. We were the ones chanting um, "crucify, crucify, crucify," and that's important to take responsibility for because we are the same people who on the bayonet range would be yelling "kill, kill, kill." Um, we all think that we're good people um, until that notion is is kind of shattered. Um, the truth is, we're we have a proclivity, a pretty strong proclivity to screw things up and and be self interested, and it takes constant vigilance um, and reminders that we are the cause of our own problems. Um, God is, uh, you know, God has never broken God's covenant. We've done it. Um, we know the terms of the deal. There's no secrets between friends, but we 
a collective, you know, inclusive people of God, we are the ones who continue to do these things. And that doesn't, you know, that includes um, being responsible for the events that led to Jesus being crucified. You know, it's too easy to think that, you know, Judas sold him out um, and that it's all Judas's fault. Um, and the Gospels, John, certainly, <coughs> John goes out of his way to kind of paint Judas as this thief. And it's a defense mechanism. Um, it's an attempt to kind of roll back our responsibility by putting it on someone else. Um, and that's, it's cheap. And it's unjust. We are the ones who do this. We know that because God tells us, and there's no secrets between friends. And we know it because we're not idiots. We know that we do these things. We know that we fail. And we refuse to take responsibility for them. <coughs> Just war um, has become so warped that instead of um, it actually serving as some, some aid to help us understand the injustice of war and to limit war, um, it has become a way to justify war so that we tell ourselves we don't need to repent and we don't need to be forgiven for starting and engaging and maintaining wars. Um, and that's the epitome of kind of um, self-deceit. Um, we do these things. We put God... Um, at Golgotha, we do these violent things unnecessarily. Um, and so it's important not just to remember, as the first uh, half of the, or the first passage dictates, that there's no secrets between friends, but that means that the only secrets that we keep are from ourselves. God knows what we've done. It's us and us alone that try and tell ourselves that we haven't done the things that we really have done. And that prevents us from repenting. And quite frankly, it, it keeps us from right relationship with God and with one another. A prayer for those who live alone from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, whose son had nowhere to lay his head, grant that those who live alone may not be lonely in their solitude, but that following in his steps, they may find fulfillment in loving you and their neighbors. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.